Welcome to Hey Girl. I'm your host, Bill Janice. Join me every week where I sit down with one of my amazing and talented friends who are experts in their field, and we have a little chat. Welcome to this episode of Hey Girl. I'm your host, Bill. You you better stop over there. <laughs> oh, oh girl. girl. I can't even get through. Can't even get through the intro girl. with this one over here. I, I mean, it's like a hyperactive child that we just gave a soda and a Snicker bar to. <laughs> God, no caffeine needed here. Oh, hunty. sorry. Honey. Yeah. So listen, all right, this is Hey Girl, I'm your host Bill Janice, and I'm sitting here with a very good friend of mine, uh, an old friend, a fabulous friend. We're here in downtown Las Vegas, and I'm talking to the fabulous Jordan Luna of Red Bull today. Hey girl. Hey girl. (laughs) Was that a good hey girl for you? That was a good hey girl. You know what I should have said? I should have said we just gave you like four Red Bulls and that's why you're so... (laughs) Girl. No, it had to have been the pumpkin spice cold brew that we just had this morning. Because you know I tossed that down real quick. Girl, she did. Listen, I mean, I don't drink coffee. Most people... Well, most people don't know that. But even though I tell everyone all the time, everyone's always like, do you want to get coffee? I'm like, no. You're a frappuccino queen. Very frap queen. Very like posh. Very mean. But I'll only get it if I'm with you guys. Like I don't go, I don't make a special trip to get Frappuccino. Like I will go, if everyone's like, we're going to get coffee and I'm with you, I'm like, I guess I'll have a Frappuccino. Girl, nobody (laughs) pulled your leg. You were like, yeah, can I get the Frappuccino please? (laughs) (laughs) Is that how I said it? (laughs) Very that. You know, listen, my favorite thing about Starbucks, since we're on the topic is when you go in there, there is always an openly gay man or a barista that when he sees you, it's like he smells you out and he's like, girl, that's family. So immediately <laughs> she does the hair. She was into us. She, yeah. Oh she was like conversational and like, God. like oh, she I love was, your glasses. And oh, and mm. she's like, oh my God. Hi. How are you? Really? Do you want a grande? The medium? I'm like, God, girl. <laughs> anyway. Oh my God. Listen, thank you so much for doing this. I'm so excited. We, you know, we have so much fun when we're together. So I'm, I'm, I'm extremely excited and just the right amount nervous on how this is going to go. <laughs> Ooh, girl, the nerves. I mean, I'm equally as excited. I think we've been wanting to do this for a long time, and I'm happy that it actually matched up now. So uh, cheers to you. Cheers, girl. We're drinking a fabulous a sparkling rosé right now. Cheers. We're, we're kind of far away, so we can't make contact, but ka-chink. <laughs> clink, clink, girl. Chin, chin. So we're recording today at Jordan's new place downtown, this fabulous building. What's this building called? It's called Arik. Kawaba? Arik. Arik? I know. It's it's a mouthful. It's okay. by the Smith Center, but listen, downtown living is where it is at right Honey, now. Honey, it really is. And let me tell you something. When I moved to Las Vegas in 2005, you didn't come downtown unless you were looking for hookers or drugs. Girl. Which we find, still are, usually. You will find but, the <laughs> drugs. If you, if you turn around a steep corner, it looks real cute now, but... So, but it's, it's, so, it's so posh now, and it's so artsy. Yeah. Over the last, like, 10 years, it is just getting better and better. Like, it's the desirable, pla- desirable place now. I think you, when you look Especially at... Especially for, for us single girls. Girl, I or mean... us single career girls. Girl, well, I mean, I'm definitely not single now. So that's something we need to catch up about. Sister. Wait a minute. I'm gagged. I didn't even know this. <laughs> I know. How did, wait, how did I not... Okay, wait, 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 wait. We're, we're going to have to get into that in a minute. Let's try to stay on task because... Go ahead. Sorry. What were you... <laughs> oh, my God. What is Look, it? you lost your train of thought, too. All right, listen. <laughs> the downtown's where it is at. Is I think all we were talking about. And listen, so we're in his fabulous new place, and the echo is real here because he's... Just like the penthouse, he has an amazing, opulent, 
very, very sheesh, gorgeous place. So we're trying to keep the our loudness to a minimum so we don't echo, but it's kind of hard. <laughs> I mean, listen, you try to box us in a room, which I mean, preferably, so we have a little bit more privacy. But girl, that is not happening. I mean, they are bouncing off the walls. I mean, one of the concierge ladies was so nice. She said, just throw a couple pillows in there. And I'm like, girl, what are the pillows going to do? I mean, they'll absorb a little bit of the sound, but not I'll not bounce us. off the not pillow. Us. Yeah. I'll bounce off the pillow. <laughs> So let's get started. Okay. <laughs> okay, listen. So you, okay, you. where are you originally from? I don't even know. So I'm actually born and raised here. I'm born and raised in Las Vegas, Nevada. Yes, honey. I, actually, I did not know that. Okay, honey. I know. You don't find too many of us here, but, you know, when I was younger, my father was actually a performer. He was a magician. So he worked with the acts of... You know, Siegfried and Roy was a big one, Lance Burton, and a lot of the stuff that him and his, I guess, colleagues he was working on at the time, it gave him kind of, you know, the imagination to do his own thing. So when we were little, we traveled along the world for quite a bit from Malaysia to China. I think they were in Taiwan for a little bit. But after their kind of act fell out and they had bad management and something happened along the way, we ended up in Florida. So I grew up for a big part of my childhood in Kissimmee, Florida, Okay, where people are extremely kind, and it is definitely kind of like the redneck area in North Florida, but it's right next to Disney, so you can't get that far off base. But when I was about eight, my dad decided that, you know, the act wasn't happening anymore, and he wanted to make more money from his family, so they ended up coming back to Vegas. I love it. So wait, how old were you when you came back to Vegas? I was like nine years old. Okay, girl. All right. So you also, we met initially as performers. You were a <laughs> professional dancer like me. High kicking it. Girl, once all over upon the place. a time, girl, she was kicking. Once she upon a time, she was the hell. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> tell, me, tell me a little bit about your dance career. Or tell, tell the audience about your dance oh career. My gosh. I already know about it. So tell, tell, tell the peeps. Tell your fans. So my thing is, you know, I grew up in that entertainment type of family. Everybody in my family performed. My dad loved to sing. He was obviously a magician. And then from that too, you know, I was always dancing. You know, I had so much energy as a child that my parents didn't know what to do with it. So they're like, let's stick you in tap class. My mother put me on Ritalin. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, that probably would have worked out a little bit more better for me. But you know what? I clacked these little heels and I danced to my heart's content. Yes, But honey. I did that for, you know, the better part of my whole life. And, you know, I started singing and that became a big part of my life too. So... When I went to Las Vegas Academy, which was a performing arts high school down here, I naturally just thought that's what I wanted to do with my life. That was my purpose. It was to perform. And so I went to college in La Crosse, Wisconsin after for it. So I went for musical theater. I went there for two years. And then after that, I just I decided I didn't want to do it. You know, I love performing and I love the satisfaction I get from a soul aspect, but I'm a person who values stability. And I think for me, I would have all my friends running off to New York and to LA right after their last gig, taking their headshot from gig to gig and saying, book me. And when they wouldn't do something or they'd have to bartend on the side, it just got so manic that for me, I was like, I personally cannot do that, but I give it up to anybody else who can, because that is a different type of hustle it's i have not been able to have, hustle, have. and sure. you you too i did I mean, it i did it for a while yeah and you did i mean but you've done incredible things oh, with your thanks. career i mean girl you're from juilliard like <laughs> bro when you hear about a dancer and you hear about a performer and you hear juilliard i mean come on like your ranks go up like 10 knocks 
me, I did a little regional tour hairspray. You know, I did a couple shows downtown. I was in the best little whorehouse in Texas. Nothing that yes, crazy. Yeah, best little whorehouse in Texas. <laughs> oh my god, I love. It. Well, thank you, by the way, for that compliment. I appreciate yeah. it. But girl, that show. Oh my god, I love. You know what I love in that show is I always love that number. Well, especially even in the movie, the movie with Dolly Parton and Burt Reynolds. I love the scene where all the gay football players are excited to go to the whorehouse. <laughs> it's very. It was very gay. There were a bunch of homos up in there. Going to the chicken ranch. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, shouldn't been the Blue Mountain Bunny Ranch, but girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god no but you're you're right it's a it's a different kind of hustle it is a different it's type a different of hustle, kind of hustle. Yeah. and you know I, I but listen i get it we were talking a little bit offline today just about stability and you mentioned that just a minute ago and i 100 percent agree i think even for me i i shifted a, a little bit somewhere in the last couple of years where my my goals and my visions and desires and everything were so different than what they used to be even 10 years ago, five years ago. So I get it. Like I understand, I completely understand the desire for stability at this point. It's, I mean, but that's something that you kind of have to swallow at a certain point. Sure. Sure. I think as you look at yourself and one of my biggest things about myself is I, I've fallen in love so many times in my life with different passions, you know, career choices, moves, friends, relationships. And I think you know, for me, it's always just that's been enough, you know, because I've gotten to experience in that. And I think with that, too, it's given me enough, you know, trial and error to kind of know what works for me and what doesn't. And, you know, sometimes for me, I think, you know, as a performer or have been a performer in the past, it's something that, you know, you feel very proud of. And it's something that you love to say, like, yeah, I'm a singer. Yeah, I'm a dancer. But I think for me, like now where I am in my life, it's just, you know, I find those moments. Maybe I'm up at a piano bar and I'm singing or, you know, I pull up my guitar and I have something to do. And it's just, it's more like soul satisfying for me than anything. I love that. But I'm still going to be there cheering for all my friends who are up on stage killing it every night because, you know, shows are coming back, baby. They are coming back, girl. Well, it is, it is true. When you grow up, I think when you grow up and that's, uh, who you are who you identify with as a performer or we say you mentioned we say we're a singer or we're a dancer or we're an actor it unlike i think other other professional industries that actually i think becomes part of your identity for the individual whether that's good or bad or right or wrong i don't know i don't want to debate that but it, it just is what it tends to happen so for me and i think for a lot of people it was it's hard to to not be that anymore it's hard to get to a point and say, you know what, this chapter's over. It's time to move on to something else, 100%. because it's it's almost like you go through an identity crisis. You're like, well, if I'm not a dancer anymore, then what then am who I? Who am I? Yeah, or who am I? Yeah, what, who, what, or who? Yeah, exactly. I think, but you know, talking about that, like being in a city, you know, that I think up till now is getting a lot more gay. I think Vegas is becoming a lot more gay, a lot more forward with it when it hasn't usually been in the past. Because you look at the performers and the shows that happen around here, it's such a culture with the show kids, right? And I think it's often weird because you go to a piano bar, like Star, which is amazing, that just opened up by Eduardo Cordova, or you have, you know, like places like the Garden where people perform. And I think if you're not currently actively performing, it's hard for you to include yourself in as was a performer. So when you see it and people ask, like, oh, you sing? Oh, you dance? Really? And if you're not currently doing it, it's almost kind of like you're it's judged. It's a little for heartbreaking. It. it almost feels like it a little is. jab. You're like, oh, yeah, I used to dance. Or so I, I usually don't sing. even want to yeah. say it or something. Right. But then it's that point where you either do something, you're like, oh, well, I had no idea you do that or did that and i'm like well i think we all come from different backgrounds sure and that's the cool part of it though because i think a lot of us don't really explore that after we finish it yeah you know and finding your kind of road back to that or even incorporating it into your life i think is 
it's incredibly hard, but I think if you're able to do it, it is so self-gratifying and it kind of colors a part of you that you probably didn't think you had for a while. Absolutely. So let's talk about Gay Vegas. Uh-huh. Okay, honey. So Been I agree. gay when in I Vegas <laughs> for a long time, honey. I, I hope I'm not outing you. But <laughs> Today you are. I'm actually, yes, I am openly gay. Yes, Bill honey. Chinese. So, I mean, you know, I moved I moved to Las Vegas in 2005 to do a show. And I had been living in more on the East Coast and Midwest. I was in Chicago for a while. And I've obviously in New York for a time before that. I had never been to Vegas. Uh, I'd only obviously, you know, just by re- known up through reputation or whatever, yeah. whatever we thought Vegas was, right? And I moved here with a job and with a show, and I had all these ideas of what it was going to be like to be a gay showboy in Las Vegas. Oh God, girl, <laughs> girl, gay show girl, or a show girl, honey. Yeah, exactly. I wasn't, I wasn't quite a lady yet back then. I was still, I was still a not a girl, boy. not yet a woman. <laughs> yes, still Brittany. A boy back then. <laughs> she was a boy. Boy. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> no, but 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 it was it was okay. I hope I don't get in trouble. I'm not knocking Vegas. I've lived here for 16 years. Obviously, you know, it has a place in my heart. But Vegas, for me, in regards to the gay scene, in regards to gay Vegas, I was quite disappointed when I first moved here. Me too. Even growing up into it, being new as a new gay kid coming up in the scenes coming out, I was disappointed in the scene because I didn't think there was a sense of community. I knew there were bars, but people didn't really actively go to support each other. It's either come to my place or go off and don't come. And it's terrible. Yeah. And I mean, not to say there aren't amazing, wonderful, creative, and talented gay individuals that live in Las Vegas. Yeah. But what do you think? I mean, again, and forgive me, I, I hope this isn't, I'm not putting the, I'm not putting this pressure, trying to put pressure on you, but I want to know your take. What is, what's the answer? I mean, we have, I feel like sometimes I look at Vegas as a whole. And I see we have all the tools to be successful. We have all the tools in regards to the gay community to build what I think all of us want. But sometimes I think There's the community missing. as a whole in regards to the 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 nightlife or even even if it's not nightlife, there there isn't, you know, a a neighborhood where there's shopping or museums or just a safe space geographically. We I think we used to refer to it as the gayborhood, you yes. know, when I lived in New York yes. or Chicago. And I'm just wondering what your opinion is on why do you think we've had we've struggled so much to create that um, on the same level here in Las Vegas? Well, I think you look at how they're run, right? I think unlike any other bar or club or anything out there, you know, at the bottom line, it's a business, you know, they need to make money. But I think a vital part of them being successful is remembering your audience, you know, the gay community. I think there's a lot of heart in here. And that I think that carries a lot of weight that people don't understand the the gratitude of what that is. And I think when you miss that and you go at it from an angle of, listen, gay is hot right now. We have a lot going on. This is just going to be a business. How can I crank out money? You're missing the most important part of it. It's our community. And I think when we don't have community, we don't have anything. That's why if you take a look at what's out here now and the places that are thriving and that have blossomed even throughout a pandemic, they have community. Yeah, I like think that's garden. what we miss. Yeah. Yes. Um, or, you know, even Star Lounge, yeah. which you mentioned earlier with Eduardo Cordova. Absolutely. Yeah, I get it. So I think that's when you ask that, you're like, what's missing? What hasn't gone wrong? In my opinion, that's it. It's because it's left out. And I think that's something that anybody trying to do that, coming in and, you know, making a neighborhood or opening up a new venue, think of that first. You're like, how can I give back to that community? Because when you do that, you are going to have a successful business. What is your take on 
heterosexual business owners of uh, LGBTQ plus venues. You know what? I welcome it. Because I want everybody to be able to come in here and make it their own. I just think they need to be realistic about, you know, the business that they're going into. And, you know, they need to have a good heart and a good balance between running a business and then actually knowing your target audience and being a part of that community as well. So let's talk about what it's like to be a gay professional in the industry that you're in. You work in uh, the beverage industry. Uh, you've worked for some really amazing, reputable companies. We've worked for some of the same companies at different times. We never, we've never gotten to work together, which is interesting. So shameful. That might have been on purpose from, oh the, from, <laughs> from the employer's standpoint. They, you know, we wouldn't get much. Well, we actually probably would kill Jeez. it. We'd probably get a lot done, but we'd be really loud doing it Girl, together. <laughs> that would be a whole mess in a box waiting because, to happen. <laughs> don't we, did I say earlier, I said we feed off each other in the most unproductive way <laughs> we will literally talk ourselves into a corner and it will be an ongoing amount of girl 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 absolutely insane i love it but you've worked you know you've worked for breakthrough beverage on the brown foreman portfolio now working for the very reputable red bull i mean and who doesn't love red bull <laughs> red bull gives you what Gives you wings, wings baby. baby yes. <laughs> <laughs> so working in that, I, let's let's. I mean, obviously, I'm sure there's there's obviously challenges in every industry. Yeah. Um. But let's talk about you specifically. What, if any, what are some of the challenges you faced as a openly gay professional in the beverage industry? I think you know before coming to Red Bull because I think my my experience has been extremely positive. I think I've always led myself with you know a complete sense of heart and passion and drive, and everyone I've worked for can always see that. But I feel like being an openly gay man in this industry, it doesn't bind you to a lot of the spirits or the portfolios that they have. So you add value, but I don't think it's something that they take a look at me and say, "Wow, well your culture and who you are is deep rooted in our brand." So I don't feel like I'm ever completely taken seriously. Okay. And I that's think, fair. I, I can relate a little bit So to that. Right? Well, go ahead. I mean, yeah, we have obviously one of our mutual good friends, Nick, too. I think, you know, he does an amazing job working with Brown Foreman and the stuff he's been able to do and how he's been respected. And honestly, for something like that, I value that incredibly. Absolutely. So, so for me, when I stepped into this role, I really wanted to not only make it my own, but I wanted it to be known that, you know, listen, I want to be respected and taken just as seriously as if I was a straight man or anyone before me. Because I think what I bring to the table and my added value is a completely different set of experiences and, you know, abilities and energy that nobody else has been able to do before. So for me, it's something that I want to be able to show people in my community and my culture that listen, just because you're gay, you know, it doesn't matter the color of your skin, your race, you can do just as much or even more as the person that came before you. Well, absolutely. And I completely agree. And I love I love that that that's your perspective, because I I do agree, and I've experienced it personally as well um, in my journey and throughout my career, different throughout my many careers. Bro, <laughs> like, you as a career, career woman, she's a career girl, <laughs> <laughs> girl. No, but I mean, you know, I I I have experienced that as well, where I've felt that I haven't been taken as seriously simply because of being an openly gay man, without even being given the op- being given the opportunity to to give my presentation or speak my mind or actually before they've even worked with me, there's like, there is that unfortunate label. Right. Um, but I agree with you. I love, and I love that, that I think that that really is the key to uh, whatever success or that that's, that's probably the best strategy or best route to go is that when you present yourself, 
inauthenticity. When you actually say, listen, yeah, I'm gay, but guess what I can bring to the table? This is, this is the experiences that you are not, repre- that, or excuse me, these are the experiences that I can help with our brand messaging. And I can connect with this other group of consumers and this other group and this other community that maybe you haven't been able to completely reach yet. A hundred percent. And I think when you talk about that reach, reach is so important. And I think, you know, not just saying, hey, listen, I'm, I'm an open gay man. I'm just looking to reach to people only in my community. A hundred percent not. Well, no, I'm not saying that either. No, 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 no. But I mean, when we talk about like the importance of reaching, I think a lot of people only go down that avenue. Right. And that's so one-sided because if you're like me and you've seen everything go on in the world, I think we're in such an interesting time to where everybody's a minority. You know, and we are all so much more open about talking about it and about vocalizing, I guess, what our need is from our different communities. Or what our what our diversity is. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I think the diversity aspect of life right now is up milestones than what it has been. And it's really exciting. But at the same time, I think we also have a responsibility to guide that in the right way. Instead of like, personally, for me speaking... It's not about like a me too aspect of it's only me or signaling me out or my type of people. It's about how we are going to use our platform and, you know, the special things about us and our genetic binding to help make the world a better place. So with Red Bull specifically, how did you feel uh, how, with everything you just said? How do you feel you fit into this team? I think I've been able to find myself in the best situation I have in a career Ever, 100%. I can say that wholeheartedly. Because I think it's the first time I walk into a room and my personality speaks for itself. And I feel like people generally have a buy-in from me. And that's coming from leadership down. And I think they're a company that has you know, boasted themselves so far on individuality. You know, I think when I've met anybody, nobody is the same as the person before them. It's not like they're an extremely cultish company where they only hire one set type of person. I think for me, it's been really fun and refreshing to talk to somebody new with a completely different background every single day, and they all fit into the puzzle to make it work the best that they can. It's incredible. I love it. So what what fun uh, initiatives or uh, events are you guys working on specifically in the Las Vegas market that we can look forward to? All right. Well, let's take a look at next weekend, right? Life is beautiful. We're not a sponsor with them this year, but we are activating at everything around Life is Beautiful. Call it the Bull Ring and let it be known that wherever you go, you will yes, see the those ring, wings honey. flying everywhere. Yes, wings. <laughs> One of my amazing colleagues, Ashley Lester, she has downtown on tap because that's her territory. So anything you see there, you can see a stamp of her and it's pretty incredible. And especially what she's done for our community too. Because before I stepped into my role, she was definitely navigating you know, all the gay bars and our gayberhood, and I think in a very positive direction. But obviously, since I'm here now, I really wanted to take the initiative and step into that and, you know, be an open gay man representing my community the way we can from that aspect of it. So I'm excited to see what we can come up with that for sure. Because, you know, in October, not only do we have Pride, which I'm so excited about this year, because we're actually able to go out and experience Pride with each other. Are we I, you know, I hope. I hope so. Because it's I mean, happening. I, do hope so. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I'm also like wondering, are we though? Because I mean, of the way the, the this whole pandemic that we thought was winding down and coming to an end seems to have The woman that we, we do not speak of yeah, that is always spoke about, having, Rona. <laughs> Rona. Rona seems to be having a second wind. <laughs> well, you know, it's going to be at... Uh, As of right now, it's not canceled. 
No, no, right. no, no, no. We're no. on, right? Yeah. We are 100% yeah. on. So I know everybody is busy trying to activate as many places as they can. But aside from that, I mean, EDC is happening in full swing Yes, this EDC, year. honey. We were talking about that earlier. Girl, the Electric Daisy Carnival. I will be dancing. I will be twirling. (laughs) I'll be wearing all the neon, the glitter, any fishnets I can find that make me look like a merman. I am down for it this year, and I need to be there. So I will be there. So if anybody else is there, come up and say hi, because I will definitely be dancing. So you've mentioned activating a couple times, uh, the term activating. And uh, in an effort to just be more inclusive in the the conversation, just in case some of our listeners don't know, do you mind if I just explain what that is? Oh, my God, yes. So... (laughs) Let's activate, baby. Let's activate, honey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay well, because you know I was the activation manager for Brown Form. Well, you better honey, activate. Honey. <laughs> I better activate Brown Form. No. Girl. <laughs> Listen, no, just, just, just in case, just, just so everybody understands. So activating is, is really just a term meaning that, you know, a brand or an organization will go into any space and they engage with the, with the, with the consumer. 100%. They engage and they get them excited or they activate yes. their excitement yes. about whatever brand you're promoting. And when you do it correctly, that's when you Ooh, see honey, that when you do it, that you hit that girl, sweet spot girl, honey? correctly. Because listen, I mean, you can go into anywhere and say, "Okay, I'm going to activate with you." But God, what does that mean? Are you going to go in and just like buy drinks for the bar? I'm like, no. You need to give them an experience. Right. You need to kind of take them into the world of your brand. Absolutely. And the people that do that the most strategically and then have that wow factor. Those are the brands that succeed. Absolutely. And I mean, I've said it before, and you know, I know you, you're on the same page as me. It's that c- coming from a marketing standpoint, again, it's not just going in and, you know, yeah, of course, people are going to be excited in the moment that maybe you did a bar spend or maybe you, did a, um, you bought drinks for everybody. But when you go and you create an experience for somebody that they take with them, and even if, whether they have something tangible with mm-hmm. them or not to take with them, whether it be yeah. POS or whatnot, when you as a human, when you have an experience that is so fun and so memorable and then you go home later whether it be a week later a month later or a year later and, and then you, you come it. across the logo of red bull yeah or the logo of jack daniels or whatever and then automatically your mind triggers that serotonin or that great emotion that you felt in that moment and then automatically you think i need to go buy some red bull and girl that's right? how you get their buy-in a hundred percent girl that's why red bull gives you wings Red Bull gives baby. you wings, honey. I, love, I love that we're giving a marketing lesson now girl, <laughs> girl that is what i am saying <laughs> all right so what's the goal for you for you jordan luna i'm curious what is what is your uh, five-year plan honey i want to know because li- you're killing it first of all i have to give you that compliment and oh, i want to do it on thank the air you so much you are killing it i i i just adore you and i and i i'm so proud of you uh to see everything that you've accomplished even in the last year so brava uh, <laughs> well, but thank- but what's next because you know you know my my celebrations even for myself are short-lived it's like okay great we got this now what no <laughs> I think, you know, listen, I think as, as you know, myself and kind of how I've always held myself, I've always looked ahead, but I feel like something, and it's a big opportunity moment for me too, is I've always looked ahead a little bit too quick. Like I don't even give myself enough time to. I have that problem too. Right? You Obviously, know, I just really said it. I just in. said it that my my celebrations Girl. are short lived. But I think within that You've too. You told me that too about myself too. You're like you gotta stop. Girl, well, listen. I mean, I believe there is something so powerful in taking time to breathe and reflect. And I think now I'm at a point in my life where. If you would have asked me two years ago, what's your five-year plan, girl, it would have been something like get my head straight, you know, figure out my life past this terrible relationship, you know, get myself back up and stable to a point where, you know, I'm good. And, you know, I'm at that point. 
I'm at that point and I'm vibing with it and I'm having so much fun with life. I feel like I'm on a good groove now. And, you know, side note for anybody else out there that goes through anything and thinks that you cannot overcome it or not get out of it, you will. You just got to have time to reflect with yourself, learn from your experiences and move on. So, you know what, girl? I don't have a five-year plan right now. And I am okay with that. I'm okay with it. (laughs) I am living in the damn moment, sister. Yes, girl. I love that. So, okay. All right. So then let me try and re- I still want to get this damn answer out of you. So I'm going to try and re- <laughs> I'm going to try and rephrase the question. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, okay, wait. So then hold on. Let's move on. Maybe we'll circle back when you're not expecting it. Uh, <laughs> bro, I cannot. Can we talk can we talk personal? Can yeah, we talk let's, about let's, let's talk about your love life. Girl, let's get personal. Do you mind? Yeah, no, let's go. All right. Let's do it. So <laughs> Okay, well, wait, I actually just have to go back to this. So who the, what the, what, what you not single? You're not single? What's going on here? Like, no. spill the tea, oh spill my the tea. God. Girl, well, I mean, it's been a while since we caught up. I know, listen, and I apologize for that too, girl. It's been so crazy with everything. But no, I'm definitely in a new relationship and it's- Who's gr- she? With who? We're not going to say. Okay, you'll tell me later though, right? Yeah, I'll tell you okay, later. Cool. Okay, cool. You know what? All I'm going to say is because I don't want to air his stuff up out there. But, you know, I think, listen, I think this is the right time for me to be in a relationship. I think sure. the right way for me to be able to put it in with my career and what I'm doing in my everyday life. I'm excited about it. And, you know, he's he's a really cool individual that we just vibe. How did you meet? Girl, I met him at the gay bar of all places. Which gay bar? La Gardenia. La Gardenia. La Garden. I, yes, Garden. Come on, honey. He was um, uh, he was out one night, and I was there too. And I randomly didn't even want to go out. And you know, I saw this guy who I thought was so hot, and he was wearing a black tight shirt. Do that, we know him? Like, do I know her? Yes, you. Know I know her. her. Okay, cool. yeah, girl. All right, so I okay, I can't wait to get off this interview so I can girl. get all the real tea. No, get it. But listen, <laughs> I think you know. Listen, if I have a few too many vodka sodas, sometimes I get that courageous spark inside of me. Well, I will walk up to somebody and I will let them know that I think they are damn attractive. Sure. And he was wearing a shirt that said "hard nipples" on it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Well, I mean," and I was like, <laughs> "Now I know who you're naming." <laughs> and I literally pointed out, and I was like, "Hard nipples, huh?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, I made that myself." And I'm like, "Oh my god, you are." so hot and then you know ever since then it was just kind of very coy it was you know kind of weird getting into it figuring out like if he was into me if i was really into him but at the end of the day it just it happened and it's cool and i'm loving it no i love that that's amazing um all right so but can you tell us can you do you mind do you mind if we share a little bit more with the audience especially with some of our younger listeners uh specifically some of our younger uh, lgbtq plus listeners um you're, you know, you, you've had, um, you've been through it all and yeah. you've, you've, you've done it and you've, you've been there, done that, bought the t-shirt, recovered from it and, and come out on top. I mean, can we talk about your first marriage? Oh my God. My first and only marriage thus far. But you know, I, I fell in love with a guy immediately when I met him. And you know, when they talk about love at first sight, my God, when I met this guy, it was everything to me. But I also think I was at a point in my life where I didn't think I was ready for that serious of a relationship. You know, my career wasn't sound. I figured there were so many things and peripherals going on that I dropped the majority of it to focus on that person. And it was very toxic. You know, I think from an emotional standpoint, emotional abuse is huge. And when you look at the verbiage and the things that you say to each other on a daily basis, it can get super cloudy. And those are the things that I think if I was looking back at myself years ago, before I would have got into it, I think, you know... I would tell people, look for warning signs. 
you know, you have to experience some things to understand what you will and won't tolerate. But I think, you know, being in that relationship with that person and going through that entire process has really colored in a pretty comfortable space in my heart to know with what I will and I won't accept for love. Sure. No, and I I love that. I think that's a valid point. Do you think that do you think that you fell in love too quickly? Oh, 100%. Was it because of ad- like age? Like was it a young kind yeah, of adolescent thing to do? Yeah, I mean, there was definitely an age gap. I will say that. So it was about 20 years between us. Well, and- to be fair, I'm sorry. I apologize. That's not what I was getting at. Like ah. I wasn't I swear I wasn't being that girl. I was not I wasn't baiting you. I wasn't baiting you to tell them about what the he about was the hot girl. He, he was, was hot. He was girl. a man, Mari. He was hot. Girl. I will I will say that. But no, no, I apologize. I just want to be clear even for, I wasn't baiting you for that. I really <laughs> I really just wanted I was just wondering, do you think think that the emotions and the things that you felt at the time do you think your age at the time had something to do with it or was it other things i think you know it's everything i think you know people like to say age isn't a number but i kind of call bullshit on that because at a certain amount of time i think once you reach a threshold of whatever age you're at i don't feel like i was completely sound with myself until my late 20s at least kind of knowing wait how sorry how old were you when you guys got married I was 26. 26. Okay, got it. Yeah, cool. 26. Cool. Got it. So, I mean, I was very young, you know, mid-20s. And, you know, within that too, a lot happens. I think your brain is still developing. I think for the most part, you're still developing how to stand up on your own two feet as a person alone. And I think, you know... You only have two feet? Girl, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> girl two I'm feet. sorry. I can't. So stupid. Funny. I'm stupid. The champagne's kicking in. Sorry. Girl, I said it's the rose, girl. Rose, meaning we were saying all the rose. But no, I think it's it's right on base with that. You know, age for some people may just be a number. For me, it was 100% not that. And I think I didn't understand that until I was through it and I was out of it. And I could take a look at it from an outside perspective. But now, the most empowering thing that I've been able to get from that is, I guess, the value of a healthy relationship and what it can add to your life. And what you will and won't accept. And I think there's nothing wrong with being selfish going forward and asking for the love that you know you deserve. Do you regret it? Not at all. Love I never that. regret I that. I love that. I, I love it. I'm so glad you said that. It. Sister, no, because you want to know what? That has made me who I am today. So glad, I can stand so glad up, to hear you say that. I can stand up and I can be proud of the experience that I had. And it wasn't the experience I wanted. But, you know, they say you don't always get what you want. But it's about what you get out of it, hundred percent. And I girl, definitely got. Girl, we know that's true. Cheers to that! I got life out cheers, of that, honey. Cheers, cheers, cheers to life. Cheers, cheers, queer. Oh my god, let's open. Thank you for that, by the way. Thank you for being so open and transparent. I really do. I really do appreciate you sharing all that because I do think that that's something that you know, and to each his own. And we all have wounds and our old wounds that we maybe will talk about or won't talk about. But I, I think there's a lot of people that'll benefit from hearing your story on that specific topic. So thank you. Yes, girl. Yes. So having said that, let's open up that second bottle of champagne Ooh, while we girl. while we go into our final segment champagne of this interview. Day. Oh, do we still have some left in there? Yeah, girl. Are you take the rest of that. Open. The, I'm gonna open that one. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, you pop it because if I pop it, it's gonna be real embarrassing, girl. <laughs> So, okay, so obviously I have this other question planned to ask you, but um, since you, you sprung this uh, curveball on me and telling me that you're actually in a relationship uh-huh. again, which again, bravo, proud of you, good for you. But no, <laughs> bravo, proud of you, you go girl. Good for you, girl. No, no, but I guess, but the only other question I wanted to ask you in regards to the gay relationships in gay Vegas, like, 
talk. Come on, the dating scene in Vegas is it has it has it some unique challenges. Girl, Can you tell us some of those challenges? Girl, gay Vegas in its own, but listen, gay anywhere. It is just it's hard to date. I think when you look at it, if you're not on an app, the anomaly of actually meeting somebody out is like slim to none. And then if you do, my God, it's either are you two sheets to the wayside? How many drinks have you had? Are you falling on the floor? And then you met a guy and then you're not really going to even remember that experience because you don't even remember the experience you were having that night. So I think, you know, it's always been interesting dating here. I think it's been half and half. If I've been on an app, you know, it's easily accessible. You find the guy that you want. It's like you're looking for produce at the supermarket. But when you look at it that way, you're really getting what you're going to get face value. And not to say that you cannot find a lasting, loving relationship with full substance off of one of those apps. It's just every time I've had or met and been in a good relationship, I think it's been more organic. And I haven't been looking for it. And, you know, I've just happened to meet somebody out. And I think this is probably the first time in a long time that I've actually been able to meet somebody that surprised me especially out meeting them in a bar and just an unconventional setting, you know, when I'm out with my girls and we're having fun. And definitely I was, I was pretty tipsy probably when I met him because I probably would not have called out the fact that he had hard nipples on his shirt if I hadn't been, (laughs) but you know what? Listen to each their own. And I'm glad that I did because, you know, I'm excited to continue what I have going with them. And, you know, I don't know if anything is forever, but you know, time is of the essence and I'm having fun. So the moral of the story is, drink. Girl. <laughs> I said, girl, when the drink keeps flowing, Honey, those men are going to keep showing. I got to ask you, what is, your, what is your drink of choice, girl? Honey, I mean, listen, I'm a vodka soda girl. No Red Bull. You know what? Yes. But listen, here's the thing. <laughs> and I'll give you a little bit. Girl, I mean, listen, vodka soda, you know, a Tito's and sugar-free, a Goose and sugar-free. Those are all going to get me. because you Is know, Goose your go-to? Girl, I love Goose. And because my brother works for Bacardi, I know, he's like he, the cutest the gay fabulous ever. Jordan. And he, Julian has been on the show as well. He has. 100%. Yeah, he created our Goose Girl Valentine's Day series of cocktails. He's absolutely fabulous. He came over to the penthouse. He was so generous with his time. And um, we love Julian. Love my brother. He's the cutest little gay bee ever, but he's not really gay. <laughs> he's not gay. He's not gay, but he is the epitome of like an ally. He is 100% an ally. Yeah. And that, you know. We ha- love you, Julian. Julian is the cutest guy ever. But you know what? For me, having like a brother who supports me and my community so much is absolutely incredible i know there's siblings that are like oh yeah i have a gay brother or whatever but my brother goes the extra mile he literally extends his hands out to our community to work on i love that programming and ways to you know help us to actively yeah actively support not just verbally or morally support yeah he shows up he actually like gets in the arena with us you know what i mean i mean a long time ago i got my brother at matinee out here we were were dancing we used to kill it over at matinee i used to be an ambassador you remember that in a pool of sweaty men at matinee it was insane but nobody else my brother do you remember when nick and i were ambassadors for matinee girl (laughs) do i remember i was two sheets to the wayside i was dancing my head off and i'm like hey girl we were like yeah you need another drink got you i said you need another cocktail don't you hunty girl i love it Well, listen, I am so grateful for your time. Thank you so much for spending yeah. this afternoon with me. I've oh, had a ball, as always. Loved it. I had so much fun <laughs> talking with you. Thank you. I need. I just want to give you this opportunity to... Uh, any final words? Any final words of wisdom, whether it be to members of our community or, or, or anybody, any of the listeners? 
that are maybe hoping to potentially follow in your footsteps. Listen, you can do anything that you want. You just got to have a positive attitude, a lot of charisma, and be true to yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Easier said than done, but definitely attainable, right? Love that. Yes, I love it. I love you. Love you, sister. Check out HeyGirlPodcast.com. Girls spelled with you for musical playlists, branded merchandise, episodes, uh, cocktail tutorials. We even have baking tutorials on there now from our uh, most recent fabulous partnership with our friends at Shambord. And um, just to live your life. <laughs> be free, come babies. Be gr- come, let's be girlfriends. Be girls. Let's be girlfriends. Girls right. first. I love it. Have a good weekend, girls. Jordan, I love you. Have a good Ciao, girl. ciao. Love you. Bye. Bye.